Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, August Erlacher. If you didn't know already, this podcast is called The Malt Shop. I'm here with our special guest, Skylar Stefaniak-Early. Hi, how you doing? And Alexander Thomas. Good late morning to you. We are now doing our segment over Latin American Changemakers. Who did you have, Skylar, Uh I had a famous person uh, back in the 1950s uh, named Che Guevara. Who did you have, Alexander Thomas? Mine was Tupac Amaru II, and he actually may be confused with the younger and now dead rapper named Tupac. As a matter of fact, the rapper Tupac was named after Tupac Amaru II. Okay, say the facts for the actual podcast. My person's name was Edwidge Dantecat. Okay, so first, before we get into how they would react to a modern conflict nowadays, we're going to talk about a little bit about them and what they did. Scott Stefaniak Early, why don't you go first? Uh, so Ernesto Guevara de la Serna, or Che Guevara, was born June 14, 1928, in Rosario, Argentina. Uh, later uh, in his later years, he became a communist figure in the Cuban Revolution, as well as a guerrilla leader of South America. Uh, he first completed medical studies before moving on into government and military. Uh, after he became politically active in Argentina, uh, in 1954, he actually met Fidel Castro and Raul Castro in Mexico, and uh, he then became their military advisor in the effort to overthrow the Batista government in Cuba. Uh, and then in 1959, when Castro took power, Guerrero then became in charge of a fortress prison called La Cabana. Um, he executed more than 156 people while running that uh, prison and later became president of the Cuban National Bank and helped change the trade relations from the U.S. to the Soviet Union. And then finally in 1966, he tried convincing Bolivia to rebel against the government and was later captured and killed by the Bolivian military on October 9, 1967. Sounds like Guevara was an hombre malo. Yes. I have no idea what that means, okay, but it sounds pretty cool. Oh, okay. okay, so my person, Edwidge Dantecat, she was actually abandoned in Haiti when her father immigrated to New York in 1971, and her mother followed her, fa- her husband in 1973. So sad. Mm-hmm. In 1981, Dantecat actually went to New York to live with her parents. Wow. She uh, then became a major in literature and art, and wrote many books. A book that is her most popular, or one of her most popular, is Breath, Eyes, Memory. And it's about the oppression of of the citizens of Haiti and also the mistreatment of Haitian Americans in New York. Uh, she is known as the voice of Haiti because she indirectly affected Haiti for the better by sharing her stories of what it's like there so people started to help out more and make it a better place. She also um, was a community for helping the Haitian people during Hurricane Matthew. She put up a line for many charities to help them and help them get homes and food. That sounds like a very interesting person you have there. Uh, Alex Thomas. Uh, Yes, Che Guevara is a much more feistier character. Uh, Alex Thomas, who uh, exactly was your person? We now know that he was uh, originally. Uh, the real Tupac instead of the Tupac the rapper who was yes, actually named after Tupac. There is a lot second. of confusion about that matter. 
But let me clarify, they are two different people. However, Tupac the Rapper was named after this great man yes. by his parents when he was young. Yes, yes, you said this multiple times. Now can you please move on? Yes, I will continue to my biography. Excellent. So, Tupac Amaru II was born around 1740. It's not exactly known, but he died in 1781, and he was a Peruvian revolutionary. As a matter of fact, his father was the former leader of their clan, and so when his father died, the power was passed down to him, and at that time, um, Peru was being occupied by the Spanish, who had come over and made it into a colony. And they were being very oppressive to the people, and Tupac Amaru II had just had enough with it, and he led a group of his warriors to revolt against the Spanish. And unfortunately, he was unsuccessful and later killed when he was captured in March of 1781. But um, this is why you don't hear about him in history books. You always hear about the situations in which there's a successful revolution. You never hear about these things that are almost swept under the rug when as a matter of fact, he was a big change maker in trying to make everything better for his people. Interesting, he sounds like the real OG Tupac. <laughs> okay. He sounds like a really nice character that tried to uh, help his people he for is, the better. Unfortunately, he died a very gruesome death. He sounds like the Peruvian Martin Luther King Jr. Pretty much. Okay, so let's move on to our modern conflict that we're gonna say how we think our Latin American change makers would affect. We are going to talk about ISIS and the ISIS, the ISIS trying to take over Iran and Syria, and also about the Iraq, the Iraq Revolution and how they're trying to overthrow Assad. And if you don't know who ISIS is, they are a group of uh, radical kind of, Islamic yeah. extremists. Is the politically correct term? Uh, thank you, Thomas. And uh, their goal is to uh, spread the religion around the uh, Middle Eastern area. <laughs> So okay. uh, we're going to be talking about that now. Okay. Thomas, Alexander Thomas, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, how do you think that Tupac would affect the ISIS? It's very difficult to compare the two because Tupac lived almost three centuries prior to our current time. And given technological advances for fighting a conflict like that, you might say, well, gosh, they used bows and arrows and spears. Now, they likely wouldn't use that at this time, but Tupac was very motivated by loyalty to his people. So I think that he would fight very courageously, and he would not give up easily, and he would do whatever it took to defend the rights of his people from oppression. And I think that's very similar to what happened back when they were revolting against the Spanish, because they were being um, tortured and oppressed and they just wanted their freedoms like the people in the Middle East who don't have those things but they don't have the ability to fight back man what that was such a great I can definitely see how he would be related in this situation how he would uh, react to it okay I personally think that Edwidge would come up write a book about the oppression that Isis is having on the Syrian villages and how they're mistreating the citizens and taking away all their rights and also just like straight up just murdering them. She would think that's very wrong. I believe she would write many books, she would start a charity and also put a bunch of help, a lot of the Syrian immigrants 
to come over here into America, like herself being an immigrant, she would know the problems that they would have and try to help her, help them with it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think Edwidge is not the kind of person that would try to uh, go front lines and try to fight ISIS by herself. Uh, I feel like she would kind of be in the background, uh, writing to the people and informing them what is happening. Uh, so Che Guevara, he's, it's pretty self-explanatory what Che Guevara would do in this situation because he uh, has been in a situation like this before uh, when he was convincing Bolivia to rebel against the government, as well as um, becoming a part of Castro's effort to overthrow the Patista government. I feel like he would um, definitely fight back against ISIS. I feel like he would um, he would try to work with allies and uh, form a giant military to uh, fight against ISIS. I feel like that's exactly what he would do. Great points, great points. I uh, all believe that there's one similarity across all of the modern conflicts that our people would have together, is that this is, like, they would find a way to stop this and make things better for, for, from their perspective. Yes, Excellent. there are many various methods. While Che Guevara and Tupac Amaru may be more of the fighting type, there's also a certain power that lies in the words, in the pages of a book. Just like what Edwidge would do in these situations. Well, this was our episode of Latin American Changemakers on the Malt Shop. Uh, this episode was sponsored by Chef Boyardee. Ravioli, ravioli, give me the secret formula. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next week.